Hey, All-Stars, what's up? So happy you could join us for this episode and even more excited to announce our first corporate affiliate partnership with a company called Anytime Mailbox. Even though it's 2022 and you would think everything is digital now, let me tell you, as a father of three kids in three different states, I get hammered by snail mail every single day. Anytime Mailbox is a virtual mail assistant that comes in an app form and has been a godsend for me. For a few hundred bucks a year, you could also have the same peace of mind while you're traveling. If you go to skiptownallstars.com forward slash anytime, that's skiptownallstars.com forward slash anytime. And I am so psyched to have the Anytime Mailbox Vice President of Operations and Sales, Natalie Schroeder, on the show today. We're going to talk about her service and so much more because she's also a Skip Town listener, a fellow empty nester, a family friend, and an all-around awesome lady. Without further ado, Natalie Schroeder. Enjoy the show. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hey, listeners. Ever wonder what it would be like to sell everything and travel the country at the tender age of 50? Well, with our last kid off to college and the ability to now work remotely, we've decided to do just that. So we're selling the house, loading up the dog, and hitting every city from California to Florida. We're scouring the country for a new place to call home and dragging you into every restaurant, Airbnb, and tourist trap we encounter along the way. This is the Skip Town All-Stars podcast. Hey guys, what's up? It's James. I am here with Natalie Schroeder from Anytime Mailbox for a very special bonus episode today. Uh, this is a service that I use. And one of the reasons I use it is because one of Ellie's friends, Lola, has a mom named Natalie who's with us today who works for Anytime Mailbox. And the connection was simple. Uh, we're going to go into all that in a minute. But uh, first, I want to ask and thank Natalie. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> How are you? Thanks. I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be on your podcast. I've been following your podcast. It's really great. I really like watching your journey. Thank You've you. done a really good job. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, today's a little rough. Denise was actually going to run this Zoom so she could just ask the questions fresh. I kind of know already the answers, uh, yeah. some of the answers, but uh, I want the listeners to uh, enjoy the benefit of everything you have to offer. Uh, unfortunately, Denise can't run this podcast today because our little minivan uh, had a radiator that exploded about an hour ago. So, <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. Fortunately, we paid for the insurance and all that, but she's dealing with that right now as we speak. She had to wait for the tow truck. She just wanted to do a simple little yoga class today. Um, and she drew the short straw. She was in it when it happened. So she's dealing with it now, unfortunately. So anyway, she sends yeah. her regards. Um, yes. So, uh, but first I want to get into, you're in a similar boat that we were in. You are also mm -hmm. an empty nester, correct? I am an empty nester. It's been a very challenging month plus. I think we're almost to the month plus now where I think I cried weeks leading up to it. And then during the whole drop-off weekend, I, I couldn't stop the tears coming out of my eyes. It was really embarrassing because I just, it just wouldn't stop. Yeah. And uh and then you know I came home and I cried for another week. Um little triggers around the house. I I slept in her bed 
a few oh. nights. <laughs> <laughs> those are big. Those sound like big triggers. Uh, so what, uh, Lola went to. So yeah. Lola, Lola graduated with Ellie. Um, yes. And she's off to where's she going to school in San Diego somewhere? She, I think right? she's at SDSU, San Diego State. Yeah, that's right. She's and a tech. That's awesome. She is an Aztec. They have a brand new stadium this year. It's ah. pretty exciting. She's actually roommates with an SDSU cheerleader. Ah. Um, so she, yeah, it's it's been a really positive experience. Um, the school is great. I always say the school. What I feel like coming from a little tiny all girls school, mm -hmm. SDSU felt like the smallest big school. Like they're really involved. So I'm I'm happy as a parent that she's there. It's an adjustment. I can yeah. say. Um, she's my only child we're both you know struggling a little bit um but we're getting there and i feel happier every day and she feels happier every day so that's good yeah it's a tough spot because yeah. you want to see them grow but you don't want to see them grow <laughs> so uh i i remember you had a post uh after you got her all settled in that you were very sad and i commented on that i think a little prematurely I, i'm not sure if our episode has was out yet where we discuss Denise not crying when we mm -hmm. drop off our kids. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm the one who gets misty eyed in the family. So it's, uh, it's a different role, I guess. Um, but yeah, I can totally sympathize with you. In fact, uh, we just saw Ellie this past weekend. Uh, she made the travel team for Seattle U. Yay! Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Um, she's not seeing any playing time yet. It's a it's a bit of a struggle for her because now she's the, like low man on the totem pole. So um, she struggled a little bit with that. Uh, she's working hard though. It's just that it's all good life lessons for her and and for right. all of for our kids. You know, I'm really seeing the growth in Lola just being gone for a few weeks. I'm sure Ellie's had a lot of growth. Yeah. By the way, Ellie is literally my favorite she is oh, such a joy she's such a she's such a good person you guys have done all three of your girls but ellie is the one i know and i'm i've always been the biggest ellie fan so oh, that's very sweet really, and you know, really excited uh, to watch her process and you know i don't know lola very well personally <laughs> but denise yeah. and ellie can reciprocate those emotions uh back in your direction uh yeah it's uh it was a really positive environment they had for the last four years like you mm -hmm. mentioned a small all-girls school but man the girl i mean uh you know one of their classmates georgia kreischer mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. went to visit ellie just the other day and one of the other you know like one of the other upperclassmen from their little high school um grace luterer went to pick her up at the airport like they're three years removed two i guess well maybe a year removed or whatever but mm -hmm. just you know never hung out with each other in high school but just that familiarity and that bond and uh, what i love about the louisville girls are they're all sort of in it together till the end mm -hmm. that's a great vibe so. yep all all those girls are awesome i'm a big fan of both georgia and grace so yeah she's yeah. she's surrounding herself with some really good good people so and that makes me really happy yeah yeah for sure so okay well uh i'm happy to know that you are <laughs> recovering from college drop-off as am i uh but you know it was still a little difficult saying goodbye again this but i actually had a harder time denise will tell you we'll talk about it uh i had a harder time saying goodbye in louisville than i had in seattle and i think a lot of it had to do with the fact that i wasn't chasing a dog down sidewalks in the middle of a city um roxy was at a uh 
uh, little six day day spa uh, <laughs> retreat. And so I didn't have to deal with the dog and I actually had time to like focus on like hugging Ellie goodbye rather than just like trying to go <laughs> chase the dog down. But, um, you know, I'm recovering as well. Back in Corpus Christi, it certainly helped to see Parker. Uh, but before we get into what you do all day, every day, I'm not the only one who sort of figured out a, a new way to navigate things during the pandemic. You also, if I'm not mistaken, have developed some sort of side hustle for yourself. Tell me about that. So I am a super creative person. I I don't know. I I'm really good at the right brain and the left. I think I do a really good job at both sides of my brain. Um, so you know, doing anytime mailbox really key is I'm super organized. But I also am a super creative person. So I was a a rave DJ, house DJ. Oh for... my gosh, that's <laughs> I've forgot about that. You mentioned this so. Uh, so Since let's talk about let's talk about that for a second. So uh, Silicon, so uh, rave DJ, yeah. Silicon Valley, yeah. yeah. There's a little so, bit. Yeah, of so yeah, so I've always been, uh, you know, creative side. So I, I actually DJed a few things already this year, but I was a predominantly professional DJ from like '92 till about 2000. Five. I had Lola in two thousand four. Okay. Um, and I was tra- I was traveling uh, all over the world. I started in Salt Lake. I grew up in Salt Lake. Okay. Uh, or- originally from Thailand, grew up in Salt Lake. Um, and oh, then I started DJing team. there. Yes. And um, I was just actually just there for a thirty year reunion. Right. And then I moved to Portland and uh, was DJing there. I was one of the very first DJ women DJs. Wow. Um, and I would travel to Seattle a lot and Vancouver. I know you guys just went to Vancouver. And I have to say, Vancouver is probably my very favorite place. I used to go DJ there all the time. It it's pretty, the most you know, beautiful Denise, city. Denise doesn't want city, but I really enjoyed how every single neighborhood had like 20 coffee shops and, you know, mm-hmm. so many, uh, you know, little restaurants, dry cleaner, all that other stuff. It's I, like, I know she doesn't want to live in a high rise apartment building, but dang, Vancouver makes it look snazzy. I, I know it's I. awesome. It's so beautiful. And the people in Canada, Canadians are just really nice. They really, really enjoyed yeah. really. So I DJed a lot in Canada. And then from there, I moved to Silicon Valley and I started DJing, you know, in San Jose and San Francisco. And then I moved to L.A. to focus on DJing. And then that's and also the, you know, the tech world. So I've done side hustles my whole life. I'm a very busy person. I don't know how to be still, but I have to have a creative thing happening. So anyway, long story short, I'm DJ Daisy. I DJ. I I still only play vinyl. (laughs) I nice. play house music. Wow. I never went digital. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> You're and an vinyl OG. Is, I yeah. So I you know I have my thirty year old technique turn you know turntables and I have you know thousands and thousands and thousands of records, um, which are you know I've been actually playing quite a bit this year. You know now that Lola's gone, maybe you know maybe I'll do more of that. I don't know. It really does bring me joy. So over the course of 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 having Lola, you know, I it just couldn't I just couldn't keep living that lifestyle because a lot of times I would play at like one, two, three, four, five, six in the morning, right? And right. having a newborn baby, you just can't yeah, that's just not jive. a lifestyle. It just doesn't jive, right? Right. So I retired from that and I, I will go and play things here and there. 
but I always wanted to keep busy. So, um, so I started a jewelry company randomly. I just kind of taught myself how to do it. Um, back in, uh, I think I'm on year six now. So this is pre pandemic. Oh, okay. Um, So it was pre pandemic. It's pre, it's pre, it's pre pandemic. And I just started going to gem shows and, uh, Jason, Jason's my husband, his, his, uh, grandma used to live in Arizona and had a bunch of like, she she did like the findings and things for jewelry and so she, she had given me some stuff it just kind of inspired me to like hey this is kind of fun i have a teenage daughter Teen- teenage girls love jewelry i, I needed that. something that i could do to keep that creative side of my brain going right yeah. i'm also a really good cook i i you know do do a lot of cooking but cooking and making money or you can't it's too hard i i thought about opening a food truck once and i'm like there's just no way I can sustain that. Right. So you can make jewelry, you can sit there, you can sell it a year later, it doesn't matter, it doesn't go bad. It's not like your bread that goes bad in five days, right? Totally. Um, so yeah, I started a pre-pandemic. Uh, I was able to get my name out there. And I, during the pandemic, I reached out to your daughter mm-hmm. and her friend Shay, and I said, can we do a photo shoot? Um, and so I took the girls up to Franklin Canyon and we had a really nice day. I remember and that, yeah. Yep. And, uh, and then they were, you know, front and center on my website. And, you know, Ellie has always been a huge supporter of my jewelry. Um, she's, she's just a, she's a, one of my top ambassadors. Um, she wears my jewelry and I have, you know, her whole group of friends, Sarah, Sarah and Shay and all those girls, yeah. you know, they do a really good job, um, wearing them. I also test my jewelry. Like I have a teenage daughter. Those girls do not know how to take care of jewelry. No. They literally wear them in the pool, in the shower. I'm like, girls, it's not like, you know, I, they, you know, it's it's not like you're not supposed to do that. You know, you're supposed to take right. it off before you go in the shower and those things, unless it's like, you know, 24 karat gold or, you know, a really fancy piece of jewelry. Yeah. I, I'm trying to, my pocket is to sell to girls, give them something that's like um, good yeah, uh, but but affordable because who wants to spend a hundred dollars on something that you know they don't have a hundred dollars? So right. my price point is average around thirty five, you know, twenty five to thirty five. But I also use fourteen karat gold filled, which is a better gold that lasts longer, that's right. kind of closer to real gold that doesn't tarnish. Yeah. And I always put it on the girls. I'm like, hey, can you wear this? Can does it tarnish? I will pull it off my line. Does it break? So your daughter, my daughter, and those girls were all kind of like my guinea pigs of what, you know, what, what works, what doesn't work as well. And they would actually tell me, hey, can you put this on your line? Hey, can you do these? So those girls really have helped me. The Louisville girls are such big supporters of my jewelry business. And it really brings me joy for their moms and for them when I walk into a party or in a room and they're all wearing my stuff. That's it awesome. Makes me feel so good. Like, yeah. Your wife is such a, a big supporter, and Mia loves my jewelry. Mia, I always see Mia wearing wearing my jewelry. It's 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 pretty awesome. So yes, I've been doing that um, during the pandemic. I just had to build a website, which I used to build websites. You know, it's not fun. Not a grind. I mean, I'm it's, using a template for ours right now, just and it's still a grind. It's like 
you know, I wish there were certain functionality, like there was, there's functionality where I'm like, like I took coding classes. That was going to be my side hustle until we mm -hmm. left LA. Um, yeah. And then the pandemic hit and I could work from home, which I had never been yeah. able to do as an editor before. And so uh, to your point, yeah, it's like, I know enough about coding to be dangerous. And when I'm working with some of these templates, I'm like, I know there's a better way to like, I'm, Factually, there's a better way to do some of this stuff, you know, but uh, yep. at the same time I bought the template, I'm like it's up there. It's a workaround on a couple of things. Like every time I have to put a new episode up, it's like a five step process on my website. And I'm like, I know I could just be, you know, paying somebody or something, but mm -hmm. we're not there yet. I mean, I'm like, I, I, uh, you know, I, we're doing a podcast. So it's like, people want to see us on YouTube. They want to see us on social media and they want to hear the podcast on Spotify or Apple or whatever. So uh, very, few, very little traffic goes through our website for what we're trying to do. So it's just, I, yeah. I can't buy the cost of building a real site at this point. So. I think what people don't realize is when you have a side hustle or a small business, yeah. you're doing everything. You are the accountant. You are, I, yeah. I make everything. I, I am the website person. I am the yeah. shipper. I, you know, it's like, it's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things that go into it. Not just, Hey, I'm, you know, making the jewelry and selling it. There's like so many no, things in the background. A, you have to be an SEO expert. Yes. yes. <laughs> if you want to get in this jewelry out there. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. SEO. Like seriously, it's just such a tangled knot. You know? Oh, and, and, and I, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think you've ever seen my setup before, but I, I have a lot of inventory uh -huh. and, um, and trying to get people like, how come everything's not on your website? And I'm like, are you kidding me? To try to photograph and right. upload everything is so tiring. So I did get a lot of it done during COVID, but right. then you go have a show and you're like, oh my gosh, I think I sold that or I did that. So now I have to take it off. So it's all this whole inventory thing that, that's right. happening. But I think the one point around the jewelry that has brought me a lot of joy is that I tend to do school events and charities. Yeah, I'm not in the jewelry business to make a bunch of money. I'm in the jewelry business to give back. Right. And so I've given back thousands of dollars every year to charities. That's I'm amazing. part of the American Heart Association, the Children's Tumor Foundation. I do a lot of charity work. Uh -huh. um, even at high school, I give the money, 20% uh, goes back to Louisville into their fund for whatever they need for the school. Um, I do Notre Dame and their Mother's Guild event. And that, that specific amount of money goes to a fund where if a student loses their parent during the year, then right. that money goes towards that. Oh, so wow. I, I love, love doing like, you know, I'm not rich. I don't, you know, I, I work hard, but the fact that I can do something good and do something that I love and keep me, keep my, my brain, yeah. create a side brain going and doing something like this, this makes me really happy. And then to see the joy in, uh, being with people like my friend's mom just passed away. I sent her, you know, I specialize in a lot of gemstones that have like meaning. So I sent her this. Mm bracelet about grief and I, you know, and just, it's just acts of kindness. And to be able to be part of that makes me, um, just makes me really happy. It really fulfills me. I know it's totally corny and silly, but no, um, not at all. I mean, it's <laughs> like, you know, on, on Maslow's pyramid of hierarchy, you're like approaching the top, like, you know, I, I, I so, like it. So that's, that's kind of what drives me. Have I, you know, made money yet? Not really, but you know, have I broken even and to be able to pay for it? Yes. 
you know, and that's really what I care about. I, I care about just get, you know, being part of these organizations, be, you know, I love interacting with people. I love talking to people, meeting, you know, people that come up to me and tell me their stories about some certain gemstone and right. how it, they needed this. Or a, I have a lot of people who say, I need a gift for this person. They'll send me a picture of their friend. I'm really good at figuring out what they wear. And then we send them a special present. That stuff is awesome. That's You know, that stuff makes me feel really good. Even like um, I do these blind boxes and Denise is like, let's get one for Mia. So I had a lot of fun because I, I kind of scrolled through Mia's, you know, Instagram and I'm like, this is what she wears. This is what I think would look really cute on her. And then I put together a really cool box of things that I thought she would really, and she did. She really liked of it. Of course, so yeah. That brings me joy. Like just being like the thought that goes behind it. I don't think people really realize the, the thought process through it. Right. It's not like when I'm just schlepping to sell it. I'm actually, there's a, a real thought process behind this little side hustle that fulfills me personally. Right. Right. Well, okay. And it's so kept me busy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say like, when do you sleep? My Lord, we still have to talk about anytime mailbox, but before we get into <laughs> that, uh, tell me where people can find you on Instagram and uh, your designs. Uh, uh, do you have a website? What's going on? I there? do. I do. It's um, Natalie B with an H N A T H A L I. E B designs.com. That's my website. And okay. Natalie B designs on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. You can just, you know, type me in that way. Um, you know, I follow you. They can go to your page and find me through, through you guys as well. Um, I ship free in the U S you know, I try okay. to build, build it into my pricing and, um, you know, you can send me a DM. We can do a special order. Uh, for you know the holidays are coming and you know happy to help you there as well yeah very yeah very cool uh we will yeah. get our social media lady on it as soon as she's done repairing the radiator in the van but i want to <laughs> move on to the thrust of this entire podcast which is natalie schroeder is with us because i have had the benefit of using the service that Natalie recommended and works for uh, Anytime Mailbox at my disposal for the last several months. It has allowed me to not only keep my business footprint in the state of California, but also actually keep up on documents. There are a variety of services that Anytime Mailbox uh, provides, including tossing junk mail, scanning, forwarding, uh, all kinds of things. And, you know, for what I personally have to deal with, uh, there's nothing so, you know, I'm not Dick Cheney. I, I don't, I'm not shredding documents in the White House. Uh, there's nothing that's coming into my mailbox that I can't have uh, some attendant at my virtual address handle for me. So I've really appreciated the service. And I want you, Natalie, please, to not only set up what it is you do, what Anytime Mailbox does, but uh, let's also get into the history a little bit about how this company came to be, because I know there's like a decades-long story there. There is a decades-long story. Um, so I've been in the startup tech world my whole career. started, oh my gosh, I was in Silicon Valley at the right time back in, uh, oh my gosh, 1995, 94, 95. And, um, and I started working for this company who was beta testing DSL. And so I was able to actually help, you know, 
get the DSL installed because back then you had to have like the phone company and then the DSL company and then the customer and you had to go. It was, it's a hot mess doing DSL over copper. Long story short, I had this awesome vendor in San Francisco and uh, my contact was Matt Going, who is currently our CEO of Anytime Mailbox. And when I moved to LA after the Bay Area, I worked for a company called Zion, which was one of the first DSL companies in Los Angeles. Okay. And Marcel uh, is our CTO. And so I've been working with Marcel uh, actually at three different companies. And I've worked with Matt at two different companies. So I've known these guys since 1995. We all worked together at another company pre-Anytime Mailbox. And then they decided the need for Anytime Mailbox and started the company in 2013. And in 2000, I believe, 17, they said, hey, come work for us. We really need you to run operations for us because that's I specialize in customer service and operations. Um, I know how to run big teams of people. Um, so I, I joined them in 2017 or 18. I don't remember. It's almost five years now. And, um, and we, you know, we're thriving. We're doing a great job. There's, you know, four executives who run the business. It's me, it's them. And then we have a great VP of marketing who had joined us a couple of years after I started. So it's four people. No, uh, we're all friends. We all get along. We, mm -hmm. we, we just do, you know, we're just doers. There's no red tape. There's no nothing. It's awesome. We have a great group of people who work for us all over. We've been remote since day one. So Marcel lives in Singapore. Matt lives here in Los Angeles. I live in LA. Richard lives in San Diego. And our staff is all over the world. And so I literally spend my day on Zoom calls just like this. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I was on from 6 a.m. to almost uh, 8 p.m. last night. So wow. um, a lot of people, you know, they're like, what do you do? And it's really hard to explain because virtual mailbox is kind of is a newer thing, but it's something that's going to be around for a long time. It's a product that's not going to go anywhere. It's a product that was missing in uh, just our day to day lives. And not a lot of people really understand it still. So I'm really glad that you have me on here to really explain what a virtual mailbox is. So is that a good background of that's absolutely of, a good background? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously okay. uh a, a great factoid that you guys are walking the walk since day one when it comes to working virtually. Uh, the fact mm -hmm. that, you know, four of you are in three different spots. Yep. And so uh, it sounds like things are sort of really centralized between the four of you. I mean, you, uh, you know, is it a big full-time staff? Do you just have a network? Like how do, how, how do, like, do you want to speak to those sort of operations a little bit? Yeah, we have a full-time staff um, of almost 80 plus people. Okay. The 30, three-fourths of that actually are my team. I run operations, customer service. I run sales and I also run the HR team. So I have a pretty big piece of that. And I think right. I, you know, I'm really good at organizing things. That's just kind of, you know, that's my secret power is <laughs> being right. able to get through and, 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 and doing those things. And, um, and so, yeah, they're all full-time. Um, a lot of them are in Asia, all over Asia. And, you know, uh, it, it, they all work really hard. And I have, I have to say, I have, you know, I always say this about my staff, but I have a really, really good staff. I handpick, I interview every single person wow. that comes into our, uh, into our company and make sure that they're A, the right fit, 
that they do a good job and they have all the qualifications. But if they're a fit for our culture, like I'm really a big fan uh, working in tech for so many years, especially in Silicon Valley. Yeah, there's a really cool culture there. You know, you we yeah. had happy hours. We had people are friends. They're doing things outside of the company. We brought lunches in. You know, we've had to really shift on a remote level of like what we can do because we don't we're not in an office anymore. Right. So. You know, we have we have Zoom happy hours. We have, you know, we, we try to be very creative. Uh, we, we, we're playing like we have a house cup where we're all playing trivia games together. Oh, or, wow. you know, we, yeah, we're, we're doing really innovative things as a remote company, but really trying to keep the staff and, and, and everybody engaged in a culture that that's pretty a fun place to work. So um, I'm a big fan of of. You know, just making feel like they're part of the family versus, you know, this is my job and I'm going to log in and log out. Our staff really cares about our customers. We care about our product. We stand behind our product. Right. And I strive to give the best customer service in the industry. And we, we do. We're really well known. If you read reviews online, you know, they're, ha they're mostly great. You know, there's always people who are you know, frustrated with something or another, but sure. you know, we always reach out. We read, we read their reviews. We reach out to them. We talk to them. We try to make whatever it is, you know, right. Um, Somebody's listening. Right. So somebody is always listening. I have specific people who make sure that they're on top of all of that stuff. Yeah. So, you well, know, that sounds... and that's important today, you know, in today's world, social media, you can't, you can't hide behind things anymore. No, you it's, have hard to, to, it's hard to fake them. the funk when somebody's coming from every direction. It's like, <laughs> you know, uh, I've, I've learned to, uh, you know, I got to say, just even in booking hotels, uh, there was a hotel we booked in Santa Fe and there were a couple of bad ratings, like one stars, a bunch of fives and fours. And I went to read the bad ones and it was kind of like, well, you know, the hotel didn't tell us ahead of time that we couldn't park a horse trailer in the parking lot and stuff like that. It's like, once you read it, you're like, okay, bro, like seriously. Like, I, I was like, Denise, I think we're going to be good at this place. We don't have a horse trailer and they allow dogs. So, you know, whatever this Yeah, thing, you just have you know. to take it. Grain of salt. Grain of salt. You have to read the fine print and say, what is it? That For sure. For sure. You know? Well, so you speak to actually a culture. It's funny you mentioned, uh, you know, sort of i remember and i know it still goes on uh in silicon valley uh you know the culture of sort of you know ping pong tables and bowling alleys and all these things you could find you know on some lower level of the office somewhere and uh all mm -hmm. these sort of things and i remember in the mid 2000s it seemed like i worked for a handful of production companies in television that were trying to mm -hmm. mimic that model and it it was it was always a sense like oh this is pretty cool but by day like five or seven or 12 you're kind of like uh i would i would be fine without the pool table if it meant i could go home at a reasonable hour you know and yes so um culturally obviously especially since the pandemic uh i'm assuming that you guys have picked up speed a little bit uh but uh tell me about you know sort of societally like you've been around for a while like what's the big change when did you notice it uh what's the same uh in terms of sort of employee attitudes well, people are very grateful. And I actually interview a lot of people looking for jobs now because now the pandemic is kind of ending. Yeah. Well, you know, 
ending, ending. Um, a lot of a lot of people are making their employees go back to the office, okay. and they don't want to go back to the office, so they're looking for new jobs. And so the fact that we can, we've always been remote, has been awesome. So I'm able to find quality people because it's a remote job. And a lot of my employees, like they'll travel somewhere. I'm like, I don't care where you work. Just show up for your shift. If you could, if you're like in some, you know, beach area or whatever, and you're showing up, I don't care. I have one employee who actually is, is, uh, been a, a digital nomad. They, they, they redid their van and they've been living on the road for four years. Wow. Holy cow. <laughs> and they, they go, they have like, I'll do a zoom call with her and she's like in national Yellowstone, you know, she's got a beautiful background going. And it's okay. You know, you can do, you can work anywhere. And as yeah. long as you're showing up for your shift, awesome. Good. You know, I'm good with that. Sorry. I got distracted with thinking about that. So, um, <laughs> good. I mean, it's a perfect example. I mean, it's for me, yeah. it's a little, I don't know if I would want to live out of a van that long, but you know, Denise and I have sort of, uh, we're doing the road trip now. Right. right. But we still haven't purchased a house because we still don't figure we don't we don't know exactly where we want to live. Um, it's great to know that my business stuff is being handled by you guys in California. Mm -hmm. uh, so all of my taxes, all any sort of payroll, all that stuff is totally like fine. Um, I, I don't know if I could do four years in a van, but I could definitely see us doing a month here, a couple months there at an Airbnb or something like that, or just a short-term rental for the, for the, a handful of years, probably. And so that's kind of, you know, you're, uh, the, the woman who works for you is sort of inspiring on that level. Yeah. And I also think the pandemic, you know, there are definitely companies that um, got value, you know, that grew. We we did grow. We did grow during the pandemic because the way that uh, mailbox post off post office boxes work is you have a key, right? And you right. get a post office. You have to drive. You put the key in. You open up your mail and you and you leave. To even go into a post office, I remember not even wanting to walk in there during a, a whole year. I was at my house, yeah. didn't leave, didn't yeah. leave my house for a year plus. So the fact that I was like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine my mail having to go to a post office, putting a key in and breathing the air. And we just didn't know. Yeah. Well, so, I yes. mean, so in fairness to, uh, you know, I kind of have said, I've said this a few times, but it's like the thing that I think a lot of people forget is LA has 11 million people. It's more like the city itself is larger than so many states. Um, yeah. And so, you know, for us to say, oh, we're afraid to walk into the mailbox, we're not talking like the the 4,000 residents of our 100 square mile city uh, mm -hmm. township. Uh, so when we say that, it's like we, to get to our post office, we're driving past refrigerated trucks at hospitals where, you know, mm -hmm. Um, where people who did not make the turn on COVID uh, are, right. you know, sort of being situated. And so, um, you know, the fear was palpable in, in the larger cities. I mean, and for good reason. So your point about not wanting to go in there and breathe the air is is right spot on. We were we were so good during that time frame as well. Yeah, it was, you know, I was wiping my groceries down. We just didn't know, right? We just right. really didn't know. So yes, our company, we we definitely got a lot more renters because having a virtual mailbox, first of all, the way that the the world is going is everybody wants, you know, their phone. Every everything should come to their phone. That's that's 
how everything is now, right? And so the fact that um, the way that Virtual Mailbox works is you sign up, you go to our website or you go into one of our partners' websites, you sign up and you find out, you know, what city you want to be in. It's a really easy sign up. Right. And, um, you know, for you, you're like, oh, I really wanted a really easy street name. I didn't want something crazy. You gave me some definitely some var- variables that, that you wanted, right? Yeah. Um, you yeah, also, you also wanted, uh, I said, well, do you want to pick up often? Do you want to, uh, you know, what are the things that are important to you? Right. We partner with over 1600, uh, part, uh, 1600 operators worldwide. So, yeah, My I was team. overwhelmed when I looked. I, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was just looking for a place in LA yeah. and like 200 yeah. spots popped up. I was like, are yeah. you kidding me? And so then, I mean, to your point, I could be a little more discerning. It's like, you know, uh, yeah. I spend, when I, when I spend time on the phone, it's like, I have to like, you know, so we used to live on Jellico Avenue and it's like Jellico. Right. That's not a familiar word to too many people. So it's like, any street where I had to like spell it over and over and over again was had grown tiresome to me at this point, you know? And so yeah. um, that was, I remember now that you bring it up, I had totally forgotten about that, but that was one of my yeah. criteria. It was like, I just need a street name. That's one word, two words, easy to remember. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So the way that, the way that anytime mailbox work is we're actually a software company. We built the software to, and then we partner, we go out and we contact these operating partners. We like mailbox stores, um, co-working spaces, any, anybody that wants to offer virtual mailbox. Um, a lot of these mailbox stores only can have a certain amount of mailboxes, right? So, you know, once the mailboxes are all leased out, there's no more revenue to be made, right? So virtual mailbox is nice because they don't actually have to have a space in their, uh, in their store. It, it, we, you know, they can have, they can sell to hundreds and hundreds of, of, of virtual mailbox renters. Right. So we we built the software. We go out and we find operating partners that go through a whole vetting system mm. um, that, you know, we think they're going to do a good job for us. You know, USPS guidelines are very strict, yeah. very, very strict. Right. And they have to go in. They have to apply with the USPS, fill out a form, get verified with them before they can even become a virtual mailbox provider. Right. So we're vetting them out at the beginning. You know, we, they, they do the whole thing. USPS actually will come in and do spot checks at certain locations to make sure that the forms are filled out. I mean, it is no, it's, it's taken very seriously. The U.S. is uh, very serious about mail. And on top of that, when you sign up for a mailbox, you as an individual have to become notarized. You have to notarize a special form with right. the USPS to verify your identity because, you know, you don't want you know, anybody can sign up for a mailbox. Oh and, yeah, for sure. You know, send things in the mail that shouldn't be sent in the mail and whatever. So there is a, there's definitely like that part of it to get through the first part of it. You know, you fill out the form, you know, you fill out whatever uh, operator you want to, you want to sign up with. Yeah. And then I think you went through the online notary that we partner with, correct? We did. Yeah. Uh, it was super smooth. Uh, we were in the middle of selling our house at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And frankly, I was a little surprised just, you know, um, sort of uh, going through escrow and all that. So many of those forms were being done online. I really Mm -hmm. thought that, you know, there was a point where, I mean, there were a few documents our real estate agent brought over to us, but it's no big deal. So when uh, I saw that your service offered something similar and just Mm -hmm. knowing the ease of, you know, like, 
I have to fill a pod. I have a kid graduating. I'm working two shows right now. I don't want to go to find a notary. And so mm -hmm. it was the simplest thing on earth for me. It was like bang, bang, done. You know, um, it was, uh, it, it was, was like uh, under 10 minutes, right? I think yeah, I timed it. Yeah. So, you know, you go through our portal. We actually pre-fill out the form for you mostly. Yeah. And then, you know, you upload, uh, I, I believe you're, there's like two forms of ID. One is your passport or driver's license. And then like the other piece of ID, like, uh, uh, a, a lease or, yep. you know, there's a whole list of things. And then all, all of a sudden then you click the button and the notarized person comes on, Yeah, they walk you through it and it's like, you're done. It gets sent to my team. My team yep. goes through the process and then it gets sent over to our operating partner and you're set up and you're done. And then they can open the mail on your behalf now, Yeah, you know, which is really exciting uh, to, to be able to have that part done. So it's really important to go through that notarized part yeah. So they can open the mail. If you didn't go through the notarized part, they can't open your mail. They legally can't. They have to send it back. Sure, yeah, it's an identity issue. So they have to send yeah. it back, like return to sender. So yeah. that's that's the biggest piece is people don't understand the whole notarized thing. It's it's for your protection and for their protection. And it's following the guidelines for the United States Postal Service. So yeah. I know that you had shared with me a, a story about Parker's insurance that I was like, this is an awesome story. What's Can that? you share that with me uh, about the piece of mail that came in that you had opened and scanned and uh, about her insurance expiring? Uh, gosh, uh, let me try and remember that. So there was a piece of mail that came in. Her insurance was expiring. And uh, this is actually recently her dental insurance and her uh her, uh, so she's still on my health care per the ACA mm -hmm. guidelines. She's allowed to be on my health care through the age of 26. So for the next four years, something happens, she can go in. But the problem is now that, you know, especially she has a job, um, uh, her own job, the, the requirement through my uh, health care is that once uh, they graduate college, they can't be on dental or uh um, they can't go see an optometrist anymore. So I, eyes and dental are, are off the list. So uh, Good to know. Had, had it not been for being able to scan that document, I would not have been able to tell her, hey, you only got a week left <laughs> to go get your teeth cleaned. <laughs> for free and so <laughs> that that was like she's like oh i'm going to schedule the appointment right away so uh that uh this the scan process i mean frankly i think i'm running up a little bit of a tab just because i'm new and mm -hmm. I, you know with three kids in three different cities i'm getting back you know um ellie had to get a uh, ellie had a sty beginning mm -hmm. of volleyball camp so she had to go and it's like i get mm -hmm. these notifications uh that mm -hmm. like you know these are your statements from your insurance company um uh so i'm sort of over scanning at the moment i think i could probably just recycle more of those than i am but uh it's fine knowing that it's like a really incremental charge to just like be able to put eyes on it myself like the the mm -hmm the peace of mind to know that i was able to tell my kid uh hey you know you need to get your your dental situation done by the end mm -hmm. of august while mm -hmm. i'm like uh you know pulling up to uh, a campsite <laughs> in zion was, mm -hmm. was pretty badass i must say so uh you know that's sort of 
it's weird. It's like the kids are grown, but we're still running. The, like Denise and I are still running different facets of the family, depending on you know where that category is. And uh, to I be, agree. To be able to, uh, you know, healthcare is always like it's my insurance, it's my name on all the forms. So uh, for the most part, I'm the one that has to deal with that, and uh, mm -hmm. it's 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 really nice, especially uh, you know if we're getting. Uh, I mean, what I don't want is one of my kids to get some sort of uh, past due notice for a $40 copay or something that then goes to collections. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, yeah. the benefits for us uh, being scattered all over the country are, you know, numerous and, you know, vast at this point, even in this early stage of me having my mailbox. So... I think the other thing that I like about our service, I, I'm actually a customer. I've been using the service now for uh, the whole time I've been with Anytime Mailbox. So I do a little side hustle. Um, we can talk about that later if you want. But I do a little side hustle. And um, what I like is when I open and scan, I, um, I can go back and look at the archive. So like, when you're doing mail at home and I have like, I just went through a pile of mail at my house, you yeah. know, papers get everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, where is that piece of mail? Because I opened and scanned it with Anytime Mailbox, I can go back to my completed tab and it shows me everything. And it's as long as you're, you know, uh, a paying customer, it's going to be there forever, right? right? And so if you want, if you lose a piece of something or you have to go back, you can find it and then print it or forward it or whatever you need to do. So yeah. I don't know about you when you were at home, you had, I'm sure you had a bunch of paperwork and trying to find stuff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's the stuff we threw away. I just, it's so insane. Yeah. Like I had, you know, I had records of like, you know, contracts and deal memos from like 2012 in my hutch, you know, mm -hmm. it's like to, to not have to deal with that kind of stuff anymore. And I do, I like, I haven't used the archive feature mm -hmm. uh, yet. It's great to know it's there. I've tended to just try and download it to the files on my phone or my laptop, mm -hmm. wherever I am. Yeah, you it's can do both. The ones I want to keep, uh, or the ones that I've downloaded, I should say, are the ones where mm -hmm. I had to like take action on right away. There was a mm -hmm. piece of paper that I needed to send off to my accountant, mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff. So, but uh, to your point, yeah, it's good to know. It's a uh, it's a good thing to have in the back pocket to know that archive system is there. So, uh, but that brings us to the features. So let's uh, talk for a second about what the options are. Uh, I know not every vendor you work with um, or partner uh, yes. has, you know, each of these sort of features, but uh, run down the list for me of the things that uh, can be done with somebody's mail the minute it arrives to your anytime mailbox. So I'm going to open up my app and then I'll just tell you. So, so a piece of mail comes in and what they'll do is they'll actually take a picture of the front of the envelope and they'll notify you uh, that says, Hey, you have a piece of mail and you'll usually, usually get that notification in the app, but also in your email. So if you're not checking the app all the time, which I don't do, yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah, let me, let me look at the email. And then I go in and I click on it and then I say, okay, this is clearly something that I want to see. So I'll request a little open and scan and they'll it usually take us about a day and yeah. they're, um, and they'll open and scan all the pages and then you'll get another notification that says your request has been completed right. and you'll be like, okay, now what do I want to do with it? So at that point you can, t you need to tell them the next step. So you can say, Hey, I want you to 
recycle it, shred it, archive it, forward it, whatever. So it's not just sitting there collecting storage fees because a lot of these mailbox companies are partners are small, right? They don't have yeah. a lot of space, right? And yeah. so you want to make sure that whatever they have, they're not holding on to because they need to charge, you know, for that, the, the inventory that's sitting in there in their store. So you can either open and scan it. You can tell them, hey, I really need this this thing. I need this package forwarded to me. So you can have them forwarded. You can, in the forwarding request, you can put where to send it to. You can ask for quotes. You can say, hey, I really want you to send it next day or send it the cheapest way. So you can actually go in and decide what those what those are. And then they'll charge you a handling fee because it does take somebody to like repackage it into another envelope or something else. And then they'll just charge you whatever that fee is. And then they can, um, you can pick it up. So a lot of times for me, I'll schedule a pickup. So I'll get something and I'll go to the app and I say, I'm going to pick it up. And it'll say, okay, you can pick it up within these hours for the next week. And if you don't pick it up, it just kind of goes back into the, to the queue. And then you can tell them when you want to pick it up again. Right. Um, most of our operating partners do offer free pickup. Some of them charge. It just, some of them don't offer it at all. It just depends on the type of operating partner they are. Yeah. So when you are looking for, and that's why I asked you, I said, are you, is that something you want to do? You know, you can filter out trying to find the best partner for you on what yeah. you're doing as well. Um, so they also recycle and shredded. So what's the difference? Recycle is let's just throw it in the trash and shredded means they're actually going to put it through a shredder. If it's some document that, um, that they, you know, you don't want anybody ever to see again. Yeah. Some of our partners actually offer check deposit. We're still working on making that better uh, and more streamlined, but there are some that do offer that. You know, there are um, people who travel, you know, internationally. Um, there's, you know, there's people who need that, that those services that need right. to have something deposited for them. So it's just kind of peace in mind. I think a lot of what people did in the past, right, is that they'd ask their family member, hey, can you go over and pick up my mail? Even my neighbors are like, hey, can you put them, you know, pull the mail out of the mailbox? Or, yeah, totally. You know, there's not, not a lot of that stuff anymore. Or your parents do it. You know, you're like, oh, I don't want my parents to see my mail, right? Right. So I, I, I think the service is really great for young people, too, because it gets them away from their parents' house. It gets them, their, you know, everything's coming to their phone. They're responsible for their stuff. Um, I'm actually going to get a mailbox for Lola for, you know, for her because you know, waiting for the school to notify them of a piece of mail or, or something. Yeah. This is, this is actually a way better service. So. <laughs> oh yeah. I would say, uh, I mean, Mia has not had particularly fantastic, uh, results at, you know, the university of Utah. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. she'll get the notifications. It'll be a day or two. It's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Denise and I will be like, did you get your package? Did you get your package? She's like, no, 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 no notification yet. You know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah. to your point, yeah. I mean, uh, they, yeah, since you guys are specialists in this, I can't imagine that, uh, any, campus mailroom is going to do it better than you're doing it. I also like one of Lola's friends who went to Louisville. She, she's at NYU. I saw her over the summer. She's like, I got an apartment, but unfortunately all my mail and my packages keep getting stolen. And it's like, yeah. well, you need an eight time mailbox. Cause guess what? All your packages go to a safe place. Yeah. They notify you, you go pick it up, just find one in your neighborhood that's by your house and you'll never lose a package. I mean, there's so many package thieves like on my ring all the time. It's like it's a package thief, package thief, you know, yeah. I mean, it really makes it smarter because it's going to something that's manned 
during the business hours and they put it safely away for you and then you get notified. So I think it's a great service. I love, I love being a customer. I'm so happy that you are a happy customer. We have a lot of happy customers. Yeah, um, I believe it. I mean, I I just I love the. I mean, my favorite aspect really is that first uh, notification where you get a thumbnail of what it is that it's arrived. And for mm-hmm. me, I'm like, oh, I know that's junk. You can toss that. You you know, just recycle that. Right. Don't even open the envelope. Don't even bother with it. You know, and uh, to be able to sift through it, frankly, as if I were standing over the garbage can myself, is really yeah, it's really it's awesome. a good service. So. Um, I can't say enough about it. And like I said, it's given me a level of comfort that, you know, for those um, items that, you know, I still I'm still incorporated in the state of California. I still have my my sort of footprint there. All of my union stuff for television, all of my healthcare stuff, like we talked about, Mm -hmm. my accountant, all that stuff. It's like I'm still like it's been pretty seamless so far. Um, Mm -hmm. Are there any so are there any sort of industries like are there any like I don't know, I'm guessing like auto insurance issues or anything like that? Like, is there anything where um you've seen sort of it's been a pitfall when somebody's tried to get their mail delivered to any time mailbox i don't not that i can think of off the top of my head mm-hmm. i haven't really seen too much of that i i'd have to ask my staff but um no it's just you know sometimes it takes a little bit um sometimes some partners are busier than others and especially right. during the holiday season where there's people lined up to mail. So there can be a little bit of lag with scanning sometimes, but it's not often. And, you know, my team, they'll call, you know, the, the you would call and we would, you know, help sort it out. The nice thing about our business compared to our competitors is that I have a team of people from 6 a.m. to midnight, right. Monday through Friday, like avail- like live people. Yeah, the value of a live customer support person is so awesome. I am the I am the person who likes to call. Like uh, I don't I I so hate live chat. I'm like just give me a person, you know, and yeah. I, you know that's just me, you know. But then there are people who like live chat. So you know the fact that if there is any kind of issue, they're gonna be helped, you right. know. And I also have a whole team of people who do tickets. So you send an email. We usually get back to them within 24, 36 hours, if not sooner, you know? So yes. Are there some problems? Are there some issues? Everybody's got, you know, something or there's some random thing that's happened, but we really care about people's experience and we try to make everything right, you know, and that's the goal is, is that. Right. Um, I asked because, you know, there were a couple of times as we were on the road and sort of, changing addresses or what have you for some of our personal items uh and just knowing for me personally that my anytime mailbox is is mostly predominantly a business address um Mm -hmm. there were a couple of times where you know the customer service rep on the on the other line was like was this a business address and i would just say yeah and then there'd be this pause and it'd be like, okay. And they would enter it. And, you know, I mean, it's been eight weeks now. I've received uh, a couple pieces of mail from both of the places I'm thinking about off the top of my head, where it was like, it was maybe a situation where like we're dealing with, we're talking license plates, auto insurance, things like Mm. that. Is this going to be an issue? And the short answer is so far none. So, 
uh, you know, it's uh, that part's been fantastic. I, I, just, I love the fact that, you know, and I think uh, just to like really drive it home for the listener is, you know, what's the difference between this and a pack and ship? Uh, for me personally, it's like a pack and ship on steroids because it's as if I have the guy who's working at this place, receiving my mail, calling me right away or texting, you know, I don't like phone calls. I'm not like you, Natalie, I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> I, I like the app, uh, but somebody's notifying me right away. And it's just basically the same as saying, Hey, Mr. Gordon, what do you want me to do with this stuff? You know, mm -hmm. and um, to be able to sort of have somebody, you know, it, it sounds a little intrusive in a way where it's like, okay, somebody's sifting through my mail, but it's not really the case unless I tell them to actually sift through my mail. And frankly, if you're mm -hmm. trying to run a business, it's a lot cheaper than hiring a personal assistant to go down there and get your mail for you at the package ship. So, um, absolutely. You know, open yeah. it for you anyway. So now it's like, you know, uh, you know, Jeremy in the office all of a sudden knows all your business, you know, it's like, what's, I don't know for me personally, I've liked the fact that it's anonymous on the other end. I like, like I said, there's nothing. So, uh, you know, I'm not hiding documents in my basement or anything. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's nothing no. nefarious in what I do. It's frankly really mundane and boring. Um, yep. And so for me, it's been a tremendous value just to have somebody say, hey, do you want this thing that your insurance mm -hmm. company sent you? No, I don't. Just recycle it. Don't even open it, you know? Well, I think um, a lot of our users are business users, you know, because when you sign up, like, I started a little jewelry business on the side as a side hustle. But yeah. when you sign up for a business, you have the first thing you have to do is go down to, I went to the Van Nuys courthouse and I filed a DBA. So when you're filing a DBA, you have to put your address. You don't really want to put your home address because that becomes public, you know, public records. You want to put, you know, a business address. And I, you know, I, it's a side hustle. I'm not going to open an office, you know, I'm going to doing it, you know, at my house, right? right? So you start doing you 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 start using that as your business address on my website. I'm not putting my home address. You have to put your business address. You right. also have to when you're shipping things out, you don't want your home address Absolutely again. Not. Yeah. So so you know even my neighbor who does like podcasts and he does this like uh, online gaming podcast. People want to send him games and stuff. You know. They don't want it. He doesn't want random people to know where he lives. It's like no, having sure. have, having a mailbox, you know, is is really great to just kind of like, you know, get away from sharing your home address. It's just safer, you know, in general. Right. Um, so a lot of people started side hustles during COVID. A lot yeah. of people. Yeah. And so it's been so another reason why our business, you know, in, in got bit bigger because we have people starting little businesses and it's just a smart, it's just a smart thing to do. That's right. You know? Everybody's got to unload that sourdough bread. <laughs> <laughs> I remember trying to get yeast for months from. Oh Instagram. my god, mine was so <laughs> tragic. It sucked. Uh, I I ended up making beer bread just because it's so fast. There was no fermentation process. <laughs> Denise is like, this is really great beer bread, but your sourdough, I don't think that culture is 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 going in. It was green within like five days. So it was like, That's I don't, funny. That's I don't funny. think sourdough is happening for me. So <laughs> it was a Facebook fail. Um, we but, all tried it, right? We had we had lots of time on our hands. Yeah, you know? for sure. So for sure. So, I, did, I did not have lots of time, but 
it was it was uh it was, it was I imagine good. yeah i imagine you didn't you're probably fielding a lot you're fielding a lot of calls and doing a lot of yeah. marketing and getting a lot yeah. of uh, you know uh yeah. places set up so yeah um well i uh like i said i highly endorse anytime mailbox for anybody who is looking for the reasons you mentioned security address anonymity uh ease efficiency all those mm -hmm. things uh to definitely check you guys out i know we are talking at some point about setting up some sort of uh affiliation with our podcast mm -hmm. yep. and so more to come on that um and uh yep. you know i just uh i i for the sake of all the red tape that i have to deal with on the day in and day out I'm really, really glad you mentioned to Denise that you do this because had you not, I may not have ever found you. So I'm happy yep. to spread the gospel for you. Thank you. I thank you. I really love my job. I love the product that we offer. And, and, and talking to you and seeing people who actually use the service makes me really happy and joyful. And, you know, that's, in the big picture that's i just want people to to be happy and i'm, I'm glad that you know you're getting a lot out of it so yay thank you so awesome. much yeah yeah all right ladies and gentlemen so that is natalie schroeder with anytime mailbox any parting thoughts for our audience natalie just uh you know i don't know just keep keep using the service and uh keep keep going do your i, I can't wait to actually watch what your episode is next as you go through i think you guys are in texas right like moment yeah gonna, yeah what the other half of the country is because i'm really not familiar with that side of the country right so right. really really excited for you to get into that but parting par you know parting is thanks for having me on the show and really really enjoy talking to you and i love that you're not only are you uh just really easy to talk to but you're super techie and i love i'm all about you know techie people Oh yeah, I'm definitely yeah. I'm definitely all about the apps and the live chats. Trust me. Yeah, those make me those make me happy. That makes me happy. I like because people really get it. So a lot of people I have to say who aren't super techie, the first thing they think of is, oh, I don't want anybody opening my mail. Right. That's right. like the first question I get every time, and I'm like, yeah. you know, this is the future. This is the future, and really not everybody's going to sit. They have so much to scan. They're not going to sit and read your mail. They're going to scan it and move on. Come on, yeah, you know. Like, I don't care. I don't care that this. You know, <laughs> I don't care that this guy needed eye drops from his doctor. You know, uh, kind yeah. Of stuff. They don't but, care. I They're just know. doing their job. They're just doing their job. So for sure. Yeah. So sure. I'm glad. I'm glad that you you're you know you're on board and and hopefully you know people will start thinking you know after watching this really understand what this is about and and know that there is a virtual mailbox for them. And it's really not expensive. No. It's, you know, pretty cheap. Yeah, I think for me, mine, and, for, uh, for what I wanted, it was just a couple hundred bucks a year. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I think uh, we've probably done a disservice by not mentioning that up until this point. Um, 
it's super cost effective people when i say it's cheaper than a personal assistant i'm not lying like i think mm -hmm. all in even if i'm over scanning everything for the rest of the year like i'm continuing to do i think it's going to cost me less than 350 bucks for a calendar year so yeah um, you know that in and of itself is just huge and like i said there's you know who else is going to scan documents for you and deliver them to your phone for less than ten dollars a page or whatever it is you know it's like I challenge you. Um, yep. Challenge you absolutely. Find, I challenge you to find a better service if you're on the road, for sure. Yep. For so. sure. For sure. Well, thanks again, and uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, watching all your all your adventures. I'm halfway through the Parker one. Oh, you are. Um, well, started it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So Thank you I'll for let you know what I and supporting yeah. us. Um, of Texas. Course. Texas is going to be a hoot. I got to tell you, like I have, we have a lot of stories. Uh, I've got a lot to say about Texas and some of it will be surprising because I've actually really liked it here. So, you know, coming from, California. I have a lot of, yeah, I'm super liberal. I have a lot of liberal friends who moved to Texas and they're really happy, you yeah. know, there, but I couldn't live. I'm sorry. I just couldn't it's live. tough. <laughs> it's tough in the political climate. I mean, that's like going to be the big, you know, that's, yeah. The, that's the big strikeout for us, but yeah, whatever turns blue, man, I'm happy to continue the wave. You know, it's what what's your favorite Texas town so far? Uh, we actually stayed in a town called New Braunfels. Um, mm -hmm. It's south of Austin. It's between Austin and San Antonio. Uh, okay. It's a little suburb. There's a water park there and everything. But uh, right next door is a place called Canyon Lake. And mm -hmm. I went to visit that. There was we had a down day um we were there for like two days and uh we were in a really great airbnb our airbnb right now is great here in corpus christi but the one there was also fantastic uh i i really like that area i thought it was like kind of the sweet spot between two good cities two big airports um austin's great but there's so much traffic it's like you know it's it's like a smaller version of la la yeah um you know, and sure, the barbecue's better and all that other stuff. But yeah. there's a lot of people. There. Austin is a pretty city, though. Um, I like Austin. Yeah, I can handle doing the suburbs around there or whatever. Denise yeah. is like, yeah, no, it's too much. It's too much. So um, so we found something our way. Are you going through the Carolinas at all? Because my aunt lives in North Carolina. I just was there a couple of years ago. It's beautiful. So we camped. Uh, we didn't camp. We stayed for a week in a cabin in uh, Bryson City. Uh, mm -hmm. Carolina. And uh, mm -hmm. the short answer to your question is yes, because I haven't really revealed this yet, but uh, I worked in Knoxville for three weeks once and we almost like this company almost got me to leave LA. Um, wow. Yeah. This is like 10, 12 years ago. Uh, and I'm glad I didn't do it. It was actually, it was longer than, I guess it was about Mm, 13 years it was right it was like right as the financial crisis was hitting so 2000 mm -hmm. so it's like 14 years but uh uh so you have the smoky mountain national park and then right on the other side so if you go through pigeon forge and all that in tennessee and then right on the other side is is bryson city and the Nan nantahala river not right on the other side but um we've heard great things about Asheville and all that other stuff so that region i should say like i love knoxville when i was there i thought it was a great version of nashville smaller music everywhere all mm -hmm. that stuff um i thought it was a great town and uh i really liked although i think it's probably a little too remote for denise 
uh, Bryson City and that whole sort of western part of North Carolina. So yeah, uh, she would want to move closer to Asheville. But yes, uh, it's like North Carolina is like in my top five right now. So yeah, I really like she. Uh, my aunt lives in um, Chapel Hill. Oh, okay. So, yeah, which is of more of a sleepier, sleepier way. And my cousin lives like closer to Winston. Okay. So I know that's a little bit more exciting, you know, yeah, and then yeah, of course there's sure. all those places, but you know, I really, I don't think I could live there again. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I, I don't, I love California. Yeah. <laughs> it's expensive. It's funny. We love it. Too. I just, I don't feel like we could retire there comfortably, you know? Um, no, know. we can't, we can't either. We're in the same boat. You yeah. know, we're in the same boat. I don't know where we would end up. I think we're going to hit that where you guys are in about four or five years yeah. and then really relook at everything and say, okay, now, now what, right? Lola's through college. Right. What are we, what are we going to do? Right. Well, it's a shame because, you know, if you go up toward like, okay, so we found houses where we're like, okay, like price wise, we can afford them, but they're all up toward Humboldt and it's all like meth central up there. And Eureka is fine-ish mm-hmm. now, I guess, but mm-hmm. um, we went through Garberville. We went through, um, I forget the name of Del Rio or something like that. It was just like the minute it got dark, it got scary. So, yeah, no. um, but you know, it's a shame because it's Northern California. It's like, you have the redwoods everywhere. It's so beautiful, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I, if I could choose anywhere, I'd probably want to live in like Santa Barbara. Or, but who can afford that, right? No, I know. I had a buddy that moved there like 15 years ago. And now he's, you know, he's totally great and everything. But he bought there at a time. It, it was weird. He was traveling down a couple hours every week, working like three or four days straight, staying with a friend and then driving back up to see his family. But now I'm like, I'm sure he's really glad he bought that house when he did, you know. Especially now that he can work from there, you know. Yeah, coulda, shoulda, woulda, right? What did we yeah. know when we were in our thirties or like almost forties, right? I wish I would have done more. Yeah. You uh, know, we love Ventura County now. You know, it's just I don't know. Where we lived, where oh, we lived, Oxnard is awesome. I know where we lived in. Uh, you know, we lived in basically West Van Nuys, which was like we lived right where Reseda. You know where we live. Yeah. Right? I yeah, I drove to your house all the time. Yeah. And so it's yeah. like seeing uh, encampments under the uh, 101 freeway on White Oak Boulevard. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what is going on in this city? You know? And so yeah. that part's rough. I think it'll get better with a new mayor. Um, even though I'm a Democrat, I was not a huge Garcetti fan. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a little scary. The whole thing is, is a little scary. I just, I, I think for me, because I grew up in Salt Lake and it was really um, white and I just went to Salt Lake and it was still really white. Not, it's not, pretty white you know, there. Yeah. It pretty is. white. Um, I the minute, really especially love, the minute you get out of the city limits. It's like, holy oh crap. That's yeah. Right, right I, I just love that there's people all different. What I, California is all different races, all different kinds of food. The, I'm yeah. such a foodie. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the fact that, that Lola got to go to school with two daddy families, two mommy families, and it was normal. Yeah. It wasn't anything weird. Like, right. I love that. That, that's the, that's the stuff that gets me. That's like, everybody's kind of inclusive, right? right? Like everybody's together and there's all different kinds of, uh, backgrounds and religions and all of that yeah. stuff. What's well, so, funny you say that because, you know, we've been through, I mean, we've been primarily through red states other than Washington and Oregon, you know, and well, New Mexico was blue. I guess we're running 50 50 at this, at this point, but there's yeah. so many, like I shot really great footage in Idaho city and Salt Lake and Zion and all these places. And 
it's really pretty and it's like, hey, you know, look, this could be your backyard kind of thing or whatever. But it wasn't until really we got to Texas a couple weeks ago where I was like, it's easy for me to say because, you know, I'm a white boy from the sticks in Ohio. And it's like I can roam around and do whatever the hell I want in this country, sort of unfettered. And mm -hmm. it did dawn on me. It's like for my black friends, you know, um, mm -hmm. No wonder they're not as inclined to move to Idaho. You know what I mean? It's like the minute you get outside of the Boise city limits, forget it, man. Mm -hmm. It's all insurrectionists and white nationalists and all that stuff. You know, they, they, you know, all those guys got arrested for uh, climbing out of a U-Haul planning to start shit at a pride parade in Coeur d'Alene. So yeah, it was like, and it's like, there was a moment where I was like, James, like, read the room. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, we got to like, so Denise and I have actually been talking about it. We're going to like start tailoring our message more to that kind of stuff. I think it's more important, you know, and we we don't want to just be like, hey, here's a bunch of white boy places you can live if you're white. You know what I mean? It's like, there's, that's, uh, that's not yeah. what we want the gist of our podcast to be. So um, it, I think as you go through it and you, it's going to evolve, just like, you know, my little side hustle it evolves into something, you know, really cool. Like you're experiencing so many cool things. And so you'll, yeah. you'll figure, you guys will figure it out. Denise is here. Denise Denise back? We're, we're done. Yay! Say, say hi, I told her about the van. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, yeah, we just got to figure this situation out. They gave me a car. It's just not going to fit everything, but it's okay. Like it's, you know, we're on a we're on a trip across the country. These things are going to happen. You look so, by the way. You look. Oh, great. thank you. Oh thank I love you. your background too. That's really I know. Cool. I saw oh that yeah, before. yeah. I love. We it. have a great marketing team. We have a great marketing team. They do that. So, are you going to be able to stay? You have to stay there till you get your car fixed, or I have to. The girl gave me a car at the airport. Um, I was grateful that she gave me one. They didn't have any, and there was three rental car companies, and they couldn't give me a car either. So we have a car. Um, I'm just going to eat lunch and then figure out how we're going to get a minivan because I just don't think that we have a, it's a nice car. It's a Toyota 4Runner. It's brand new, but oh wow, we're going to fit everything in it. And so I don't know oh, how wow. to get it. And we'll decide they don't, the seats don't come down. So I don't know. We're going to spend the rest of the afternoon playing Tetris. Yeah. So that's my favorite game, Tetris. <laughs> so all that to say, we have a car and I'm grateful. We may have to stay okay. for another day or two to get a minivan. Those seem to be very hard to come by. So I don't know. Perfect. But you guys are in a rush, right? No, not, are you in a, not are now. No. I mean, we got no. done with our trip to Louisville and like yeah. Ellie, getting Ellie situated in Seattle, getting Mia situated in Salt Lake were like the big deadline type things, mm -hmm. the moving days and all that. But everything else has been like sort of you like. You should have sat this way from the sun because you are all shadowed in this whole Zoom. I know. Not a I good, know, not, I know, a, so. not a good. Well, there aren't like many. I don't know. You probably should anyway. say that way. Uh, it's fine. He looks fine from my angle. You're fine. You're good. <laughs> I like that. There's like a Zen thing on the Zen. Behind. Yeah, we're in the Zen. We're the Zen. Palace. Zen is Zen. Zen escape. It's Zen. called the Zen Garden uh, Airbnb. It's amazing. And Corpus oh my Christi. God, it's amazing. The guys that are are so good at everything. Like they're, they are. They're they make it very homey. Like I don't want to leave. It's mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Well, you're. You can stay another couple of extra days and relax and get yourself. You may have to. Yeah. <laughs> you never. The universe is speaking, right? The universe. True. Is Maybe. True. Yeah. 
Good well, to see you, James. It was good to see you, honey. And um, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank fun. you. I like really like talking to you. We could talk for hours. I know we could. We totally could. Uh, but yeah. I know one of us has a job to do the rest of the day. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and I didn't realize you were from Ohio. I didn't realize oh, yeah. you're a Midwest boy. Yeah, I'm from I married a Midwest boy. You did? My husband's from Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, no way. Right yeah. on. Yeah. I, I, I married a white boy from Wisconsin. There you go. <laughs> there you go. The, mid, the Midwest guys are just nice. I'm like, Lola, you got to find a nice That's true. Midwest we boy. are nice. We are nice. Um, when are you guys coming back to um, to L.A.? We'll be back during the holidays for sure. Denise may be back sooner. I'm not sure. She's trying to figure out, you know, um, she just sort of like, I think in two weeks when we're at my brother-in-law's house, uh, Denise is going to, you know, have time to revisit what she's doing with uh, face permanent makeup and all that stuff. So okay. uh, right now it was just a, a decision tabled. Well, I promise you guys when you come back and you have to hold me to it, I will cook you guys a Thai meal. Yeah, um, home cooked Thai food meal. Okay, oh and then we God. can see each other in person. A home so cooked meal would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had too many of those. Trust me. Yeah. So, so please stay in touch with me there. And then, as far as getting you set up for the affiliate program, I had Asia. I don't know if she sent it to you yet. We're just trying a new software yeah. for all our affiliates. So uh, we just launched it, launching it this week. So it's kind of good timing. Yeah. And so getting you sign up, set, set up for that, then you can have a link. And this hopefully yeah. this opens a door for more totally. of this kind of stuff. Because what you're doing, a lot of people are doing. And a lot of people are actually making good money just doing this. You know, yeah. like your TikTok and you have a following and then you become, you know, we're getting you at the beginning. So I feel very blessed and lucky that oh. we get you at the beginning. Thank you guys so much. This was and awesome. Thank you. This is my second you. Zoom. It went a lot smoother than my first. Thank you. It's because of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Zoom all the time. All right, guys. I'll see you later. Have a great see one. See you, Natalie. Thank Bye. you. Bye. And that was our episode with Natalie Schroeder. We are so grateful she took the time to sit with me today. If you liked what you heard, head on over to skiptownallstars.com forward slash anytime. That's skiptownallstars.com forward slash anytime to see what Anytime Mailbox can do for you. Thank you so much, listeners. We could not have gotten to a sponsor this quickly without your support. We appreciate all of your input on social media. We appreciate all of your interactions on YouTube and all of your downloads on all the streaming platforms. So humbled, so incredibly humbled by everything you guys have thrown our way in terms of positive energy. Let's keep these wheels rolling, huh? Empty nest, full tank. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.